We're going to announce our winner for the Hat Yai How to Menu at the end of the show today. If you listened to a couple podcasts ago, we did a How to Menu where I clearly beat Chris Yang in how to order from this beloved chicken rice place. I won. Still, still cough. We don't know. We truly don't know the winners. But Regardless yeah, of the answer, I won. <laughs> All right. Whatever who, happens. Who does this sound like? Who in the recent, if recent you listen, does this oh, sound that, like? That episode was April 27th <laughs> with our studio update. So um, anyway, the owners have reached back and they let us know who won. If I didn't win, it was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scandal and collusion and right. it's a lie. It a if I won, system. clearly it was what it was meant to be. <laughs> also, sign up for our Discord channel at MajorDomoMedia.com. If you are not computer literate, find someone that is, and uh, you will find a lot of commentary about things in culture, food, and also we have great discount codes to any day, Cometeer Coffee, um, Athletic Brewing, and all things Momofuku at shop.momofuku.com. Yeah, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Demo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. I'm joined with uh, Chris Yang, and, and you know. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking about as you were doing that pre-roll Discord thing? I realized the way to sell this Discord to people or to explain this to listeners is, if you've ever been listening to this show and you just want to be screaming about something, if something we've said on the show makes you want to scream, well, guess what? There's a whole community yeah. of people doing exactly yeah. that. If you think to yourself, why do I listen to this numbskull <laughs> who constantly contradicts himself and barely is able to pronounce basic English words? I'm better than this. You are better than this. And there's a lot of people out there just like you yes. who want to talk to you. Um, so uh, I did the commencement speech for USC Annenberg School. Yes, you did. Uh, man, that was... <laughs> that was um, I saw, so Noelle was in attendance. She had two cousins, I think, graduating from USC at the same time. And she was texting me some photos and videos. That crowd that you spoke in front of seemed way larger than I thought it was going to be. 6,000 plus people. That was big. Yeah. Were you terrified? I didn't realize that there was 20,000 people that graduated that day in USC. God. You just churn them out. Factory, factory <laughs> diploma. For our, diploma factory. While I was waiting in line, I met a teacher, a, a professor that had glowing reviews for a former pupil of his name, Yuno Lee. Is that right? Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't even know. I don't even know who the hell that, that must be. There's a lot of Yuno Lees at USC. Let's be real. <laughs> but um, it was, um, you know, Chris helped out. Thank you to Chris Ying and to uh, editor <laughs> Min Jin Lee for... <laughs> Making that speech for reading an early draft and scaring the Jesus out of us. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm just grateful it wasn't terrible. I think you're. I wasn't there, but I was getting live. I was getting a live stream reports from Noel, and she was saying like, "Big round of applause for I love bad ideas." <laughs> Ooh, people are ooing at this line. <laughs> I was getting the real reactions. It sounded I, good. I um, is it going to be online? Not that it's online you... right now. Oh shit. Um, so. The day before I came in, because you need to see the lay of the land. And also, they need to tell you because the day of graduation is, it's like the end of the world. Mm. It's crazy. People are everywhere. And they're like smiling everywhere. It just is a crazy scene. You can't get parking. It's hard to get and navigate. So I had to get there early and to remember where to go and who to ask for. And then we also did the set up for the stage and I got so embarrassed. I said, Oh, I, I got really shy. Like I was doing karaoke or something. I was like, Oh man, I, I can't do this. And they're like, tomorrow you're going to have to speak in front of 6,000 plus people. You can't speak in front of 15. Oh no. And I'm like, it's so, 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 so awkward. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I, the small group can be actually a little more awkward than the big one, right? To do. Well, the, Dean to- Willow Bay was judging me. For sure. No, but the entire staff there, um, Emily and Deborah, they, they really made it easy for me. But um, after the first run, I had never really used a te- I've used a teleprompter before, but sometimes it was too far away. 
the left and right side. So if you've ever used a teleprompter before, I don't think that many people have, quite frankly. I had to, I was so nervous. I didn't know if I could like speak up and complain because I was stumbling on the words. Number one, my eyesight was so bad. And I was like, uh, could you make it larger? And they're like, is that good enough? I was like, no. <laughs> larger? I'm like, <laughs> larger? And they're like, yeah, it was pretty big. It was like, this is the biggest we can go. I was like, oh God, okay. Uh, thank you, Micah, the, the, the audiovisual expert. And um, so we're now reading it, but I'm still stumbling on my lines mm. because I have to read things cross-eyed. My right, it's so far in my vision, the right side of the teleprompter is out of my vision. And the left prompter is out of my left vision. So I like, I have to like split your eyes. Split my eyes. And I'm like, this is really hard. Is this what people do? I can't. I can't do it. Is it one of those sort of, uh, I guess, presidential prompters? Yeah, presidential prompter. Oh, wow. So I've learned that you're supposed to say a couple sentences and then move over to your left side and say another couple sentences. But I couldn't really do that for whatever reason because of the spacing of the the Mm. prompter itself. Thankfully, I was correct. (laughs) Because then Willow comes up afterwards and she's like, oh, yeah, this is not right. This needs to. I was like, thank God. Oh, she was like, this is set up. I thought I was being a diva. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I did it two times. Then they they gave me some notes, and I knew that I bombed it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> somebody said, it seems like you lost interest midway through. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you lost interest in what you were saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So that was like on my mind pretty much the entire day. And then you, I didn't... I. I went to bed. I got up at like three in the morning and I just, I was like, oh my God. Anyway, you get there. I was standing around super early. You know, they send a car, pick me up and I'm there super, super early. So graduation's at 1 p.m. I get there at 8 a.m. That's a long time. Yeah. With like nothing to do. Yeah, what did you do? Nothing. They had some, you know, bagels and stuff. I just sat there watching students and, they had the main uh, graduation go on as well. And then around like 11.30, no, no, we got at 12 o'clock? Around 11 o'clock, they're like, hey, you got to get your gown on. And you have to, that was weird. <laughs> Putting on a graduation. I felt like yeah. Harry Potter, finally. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> so I put on the puffy gown and I felt like an idiot. So I intentionally decided not to even see how I looked uh, in the mirror. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm blessed with this beautiful weather. It was gray skies and like 65 degrees. Like, perfect. Because otherwise it was going to be a a real hot And then we're going on stage. We're going to lining up around 12 o'clock. And then all of a sudden, the sun starts to come out. It starts to get hot. I start sweating. They offered me an umbrella. (laughs) Because you're sitting out there. Because what I realized is there's, this is an unbelievable, unbelievable, uh, synchronization of events that's happening on the USC campus. There's like 20,000 people, mm-hmm. family members too. So more than 20,000, I don't know, 40,000 people all over this campus with multiple things going on. And they're all waiting for the USC band mm. to start. <laughs> None of the ceremonies can start until the band starts. So everything follows for the band. So right. this is like, you don't know when. So everyone's waiting. So you get in line and you're waiting, waiting, waiting. We waited for like an hour. Just getting ready. And they want you to get ready because, like, the last thing you want to do is be late. And then I joked. I was like, has anyone in the history of graduation commencement speeches ever just bolted because they got stage fright? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, left at the altar style. And I was like, F-, like, and they're like, not funny. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Shit. I was like, oh, this is drunk. Oh, my I'm God. Not really. Oh, my God. Um. I got to meet some of the faculty. They were super cool. And they started to, like, they could see I was pretty nervous. And they gave me a lot of, like, calming down things. What they didn't realize is that night before, I had practiced. I bought, I had two iPads. I got my wife's iPad and my iPad. And I downloaded the the speech and the prompter. And I practiced it. Reading back and forth? Angle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, for, like, each time takes, like, 15 minutes. I probably did it 
for 10 times. 150 minutes it took me. <laughs> oh, my God. So I felt pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah. by the morning. But if you've ever gone on stage, it doesn't ever register for me, that practice. And then it just, it's like another being sort of takes over. So I get on stage, you, you go through and it's crazy. I, I mean, I was told people are going to be intensely happy. I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh my God. People are really people happy. People are really happy. I was like, I wasn't that happy in graduation. I was like, do I even need to show up <laughs> when I graduated? So you get through this massive procession and then you're on the stage. And I'm like, oh my God, this is about to go down. And all I'm going to do is bomb. I'm going to bomb this. It's going to be the worst com- graduation speech of all time. And you know what got me like in a good place? Hmm. The USC band. <laughs> Dude, they're awesome. They came on stage and I thought it would just be like, I, was, I didn't know that they play. And they played for like 15 minutes. Mm. And it was awesome. They were just very were loud. Into, like the marching band. The marching band. Rolls out. Rolls out. And they play a couple songs and then the fight song, the theme song. And you got it's pumped not, up. It's like, you know, honestly, it was like 14, 15 minutes, I think. Really? Very long. So it got me relaxed. And then Dean Willow goes up and says her remarks. And then I realized, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> uh, and I'm sitting down and, and uh, Willow's married to Bob Iger, technically our boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting and he's staring and I'm nervous. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. But I, for all accounts said you crushed it. Yeah. Do you talk to any students? I, I don't even remember. I really don't know. When I got off stage, I literally said to a faculty member, did I curse? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was really in a state of shock of what happened. That practice thing falling away. I mean, I have to, I'm, I, I imagine like, was that ever the case when you, pre, pre getting in your own head with golf, could you get to a place where you had practiced it so many times when you stepped up at a tournament that, you could just draw on that or did you always have this thing where it sort of falls away the practice no it's just like something takes over yeah if i'm aware of what's happening then it doesn't happen mm-hmm. but you know i don't know. i think practice gets you to that point to yeah. some degree but i can't believe you did it so many times the night before that's wild and then I, I i left early because i realized that i had miscalculated the time for this charity dinner that i had to cook for hilarity for charity for lauren and seth rogan's charity that night I thought it was at 7.30. It was at 5.30. No way. Yeah. So I had a... That was a rough, rough, rough day. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. Um, if you haven't seen the commencement speech, you can watch it on YouTube. And it's a big shout out to Chrissy. And thank you for, for holding my hand throughout that process. And it's over. And I don't ever have to do one ever again. Yeah. School's out. And I'm a Trojan now. <laughs> I'm an honorary Trojan, and I don't like this shit. Oh, this bumps me out, too. What, 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 what is this? It? What is this bunny ear stuff? No, this is victory. Victory. No, victory's this. The fuck is that? V for victory? Yeah, it's a V for victory. No. I think it's a Nixon thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think Chris is being a hater because he went to Cal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I very much am. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about burgers when we get back. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Apply for Apple Card in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Daily cash is available via Apple Cash Card. Issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, or as a statement credit. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So on YouTube, I was watching this um this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's built a wooden house on a truck. He's built a wooden house on a he, truck. He's okay. in Alaska. And I watch him a lot and he, he keeps me uh, occupied at night. <laughs> I think it's Tiny House on Wheels or something like that. Okay. Anyway, 
I saw him make, he, he takes out this uh, Coleman-like grill, puts it outside, and he's about to make a burger. He bought all the things to make a burger. It's the first time I've ever seen him talk about a burger. He usually makes meals on his truck, and it's super cool. But but for whatever reason, I was totally like not into this one fact. He set up the grill, and then he put a griddle on top of the grill. <laughs> and he closed the door of the grill, and then he wound up making smash burgers uh-huh. on the griddle. And then it dawned on me, grills suck <laughs> for hamburgers. Mm, mm. And I know this is about a, a, a sort of a moif. I know we haven't done moif, but trust me, once we get the studio running, running, there's going to be a lot of fucking moif. <laughs> We're going to be falling back on moif yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, I had an epiphany that I don't know if everyone shares. We have assumed as a culture that the summer you eat hamburgers and it's grilled. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think the grill is a horrible thing for a hamburger. Mm. And case in point, this smash burger craze is taking over the nation. Everything's a smash burger. Everything. Yeah. Everyone's realized, you know what's more delicious? A burger that is compressed down, smashed down, has a lot of Maillard reactions. So all the sugars are caramelized. It has more flavor. And I don't have to worry about some juicy two-inch burger that's medium rare. It just, it is what it is. And it's a, the entirety of the sandwich. Some is better than the parts. And I think that this this viewpoint could get me in trouble. Would you agree that the grill is a piece of shit? It's amazing for everything else. But I, it's amazing for literally everything else, but it's not good for cooking burgers. So, first of all, tiny, tiny house on wheels guy <laughs> is making the entire case here. You get a grill out. You fire up the grill. Ostensibly, the grill is great for... Uh, imbuing, you know, smoke and char flavors, wood flavors, charcoal flavors, uh, sort of direct heat with whatever you're cooking on it. <laughs> the idea of putting a giant griddle on top of the thing has just turned it into Which is a what really, everyone's doing. And turned it into a really inconvenient stove <laughs> that you have no control over the heat of. So that's insane. But I have long held this exact belief that grilled burgers suck compared to a griddled burger. You know, you're a California boy. Yeah, I mean, I've just, I've grilled so many burgers and seen the meat fall through the grate so many times where I'm just like, oh my God, you know, I should have packed it harder and like, should have made a bigger patty, like, or I should have used a frozen puck. Um, You just feel regret when you make a burger on a grill. I have a weird theory that maybe one of the reasons why the smash burger craze is picking up steam is not because it's a more delicious burger but the success rate is much higher hmm. than cooking on a griddle. I feel like Malcolm Gladwell right now. <laughs> the success rate of the griddle is higher than the grill. Right, and the cleanup, and there's nothing to worry about. And I'd also say the hamburgers, for a lot of reasons, it sucks for cooking on the grill. And I'm sure people listen like, oh, you haven't had my grill hamburger. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I will never taste it. <laughs> it's a Guaranteed grease fire. It's a guaranteed grease fire. That, and like, then, it, 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 why? There's yeah. a juicy burger is going to turn into a guaranteed grease fire. You can't. What? What? What's the reasoning? Yeah. Why? And then, if you're trying to cook burgers in, in this, let's paint the picture of the summertime cookout. There's, you know, you've got 15 people and you're trying to make a bunch of burgers on the grill. You cannot manage that grease fire. You can't just simply move the burger to another part of the grill because there's no other part of the grill available. And this whole idea of imparting flavor from the grill, mm. the only flavor that's being imparted is the, 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 the carbonized crap that's on the grill, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The stuff that hasn't been scraped off from the iron brush, the steel wool. It's that and then the flavor of incinerating fat hitting yeah. the, hitting the yes. which is different. No, 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 but like this is important. There's like different kinds of smoky flavor. And people think <laughs> that black smoke that's pouring up from the fire as like the fat and grease is dripping down onto the, the charcoal or, or usually gas grate is not the same flavor as the light, clean, clear smoke flavor of wood. If you need to get Say that, oh, I cook mine over charcoal, man. 
you would need to cook that for 12 hours mm-hmm. to get to, the smoky flavor. Smoke, get that yeah, charcoal yeah. smoky flavor. Yeah. Right? It's just, you know, it's just, I, I think the grill and the hamburger is, is a marketing lie. Yeah. That same, again, Minneapolis marketing group that created <laughs> Ants on a Log probably developed this with Coleman and Weber Grill and be like, hey guys. I am I'm I am very 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 strongly against grilling burgers overall. I think that there's so much more. I mean, flame broiled burgers. Why is that good? What's a flame broiled burger? I don't do for think me? that flavor is natural. Yeah, it's not. It's just a flavor of gas. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like liquid smoke or some degree <laughs> yeah. when I have a fast food flame broiled burger. Oh yeah, yeah, with like painted on grill lines or something. Yeah. It's not good and just it is Gladwellian. It's scientific. You're going to get more Maillard on the pan. You're never going to get real smoky flavor. And I actually would argue, even if you could, I don't think that that makes a better burger. I think you can make a griddled burger inside your house. Yeah. I can understand that people may not want the smell, but you don't need a grill to make a smash burger. Yeah. So... Here's a, here's a, I mean, for those that don't know, what is a smash burger? You know, uh, it's just a burger that you actually like, it would be impossible to grow pretty much, but like you kind of smash out the burger while it's cooking to get all of this maximum surface area and then have all like the, the fat and the mired reaction uh, maximized and you get a nice brown crust on it and flip it. And flip they it. usually use like the weight, right? To keep it from, keep the, the whole thing in contact mm-hmm. with the griddle. Yes. And keep moisture moving out. The summer burger, I find, though, is oftentimes poorly constructed, right? I really don't want to eat a burger that's already pre- pre-shaped as a, a hockey puck, mm. right? But that thinness is actually okay. But I feel like homemade burgers are always uh, poorly shaped where they're going to shrink in the center and turn almost into like a ball, mm-hmm. right? They, they never fit the burger bun. Because I I don't think anyone's going to make the burger where it needs to be like concave like, <laughs> and you maybe maybe put like a ice cube in the center, <laughs> some bullshit like that. It just doesn't cook that well. Mm-hmm. I know that everyone's going to disagree with me, but I, I'm I, hot dog. Yeah, hot dog makes sense. But the grill for summer is not a good thing. The, the hot dog is actually engineered aerodynamically perfect for grilling. It just rests right there in a grill grate. You flip it over. You have perfect grill management, but a hamburger makes no sense. It's just also, I'm not a thick, I don't think a thick, medium rare burger is better than a thin, well done, super Maillard brown burger. I was listening to the Rosillo show and they agree that they they like the, the fancy fast food style burger. I think when Danielle Balud came in with the DB Bistro Burger, which I made a thousand of, um, that ushered in a new era of the big, big mm-hmm. boy burger where you can order it rare. And now I think about it, I'm never going to order a hamburger medium rare ever again. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I mean, there was also the, well, the I mean, DB Bistro Burger also, you know, gave birth to, you also have like the Blumenthal Burger, right? Where he would grind the specific cuts and then form a certain grain. You Talking know, about like, the Heston Blumenthal. Heston Blumenthal burger. So you would, you know, when meat comes out of the, the grinder, it comes in long strips, which is an interesting thing. And then lay it out. So you have, you know, your own meat grain that you would slice against. I get that level of burger. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about like a big fat patty. Yeah, let me, let me give a caveat. I will eat a big, juicy, fancy burger at a steakhouse mm. of note. Mm. Right? There's two things that, are delicious when you go to a, a uh, like the places that sell a lot of meat. Korean barbecue places have great naengmyeon and great soups mm-hmm. and stews because of all the beef scraps. If you go to Peter Luger's, I, I'm sure people disagree, but I love their burger there. I love the burger at most steakhouses because of all the trim. They're using really best in class beef that's been dry aged and it's going to be delicious. That's the same. I, I have no problem eating that medium rare too rare but if it's like you know stuff that even if it's organic from a hockey puck from a grocery store i don't want to eat that medium rare Mm -hmm. do i order put it this way 
with that same ground beef mm. that I could get, organic, 80, 20, 90, 10 beef. If you came over to my house and I made you meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy, <laughs> but, but I the meatloaf medium was rare. medium <laughs> rare, yeah. would you be like, uh, what the F? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Make mine black and blue. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's a little weird. It's super weird. Super weird. That's, I've eat. never thought about that. That is super weird. That super taking weird. This just, and most, like, that's just, you're saying, okay, if I'm buying you the nice organic beef from Whole Foods, but most summer burgers are just going to be coming a huge extruded mound of flesh from Costco. And if we were to say, here's your medium I love Costco. Hey, lose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Kirkland. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that's where most burgers are coming from or from any other su- su- supermarket. So I think all burgers need to be hammered. Yeah. Right. And if you're going to hammer a burger, then a smash burger makes the most sense because there's no temperature. You don't go to in and out and be like, could I get mine uh, double, double animal style, spicy, medium rare, please? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the next thing you eat, because I, I think this is important to understand. It's not just a preference thing. I think understanding why this is the case is is actually super important because the juiciness of the burger doesn't matter. The medium rareness of the burger does, is not what makes it delicious. We talked about this in the next thing you eat. It is the combination of that umami from the Maillard effect, the salt, the fat, a little acidity from ketchup. You know, you've got maybe you want onions or you want whatever other toppings, but it's really these core things that make the burger perfectly in balance. And actually, <laughs> frankly, if we all understood this better, like this is a silly way of like eating less meat. Like you don't need the, like a fat burger doesn't make it more delicious. Like you would order it in and out sans. I know I cause a whole kinds of problems. Sans beef. Let me let me tell you this. How many places where you think has a good burger cooks it on a grill? Name me one fucking place. I don't. I actually purposely don't eat do that. Yeah, but where can you find one? A grilled burger. That's what that I'm trying to tell delicious. you. I think it's genuinely some marketing nonsense that was created by some marketing person. I, I mean, I think it is, right? It's like, oh, why do I celebrate Easter? <laughs> With a bunny? What, what, how did that happen? I actually, even even from a non-deliciousness standpoint, do you think that the burger is good for cookouts of a bunch of people if you're serving, you know, a big barbecue? They're terrible. I think they're terrible for Because this the problem is you don't have enough surface area to cook the burgers. So here's the other problem. Smash burgers are terrible for multiple people. Yeah. You can only cook maybe two, three tops, four tops at a time. But the problem is if you have one patty, that's not enough. You got to double stack a smash burger patty. Mm-hmm. So it's two. So really, if you're cooking two patties, that's really one burger. And a normal burger, I, I know it happens and I've done it before, but you put the cheese on everything. By the time it happens, the burgers, the only burger that's good is the burger that I'm eating while I'm cooking. it. That's it. You can make one burger at a time, a la minute, and it's good. There's no burger I've ever made or had. And I know the South Beach has the burger bash, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been a judge one of those times. You know what's good? A griddle burger is just as good yeah. or better. I don't think I've ever had a transcendent backyard grill burger experience. Not from a not I from think a it's an experience standpoint. where, again, you try to convince yourself that it's better than it actually is. It's the nostalgia. It's the smells. It's your friends. But if you just take it out of the, 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 the context, yeah, it's the not The burger itself good. is not good, for sure. Maybe the condiments. I think you know you know's senses some problems with this tank. I think I've had good burgers, but it's usually because the grill was adapted for something else. Like they use it for kebabs. When I was doing the kebab vision quest, like I noticed that uh, they'll use the grill for for making their their in house burger. Um, and so it can be good. I just like it's so rare. Like normally you, it's always a flat top. I'm like thinking back to all the places I've been to, and I'm like, yeah, it's usually a flat top. So it's a griddle. Yeah, the griddle is the way to go. So do you think the summer burger... I think the grilled burger is a lie. Yeah. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. There should be a, the social media clip. A grilled burger is a goddamn lie. <laughs> there's nothing... <laughs> but, okay. There's no redeeming quality about a goddamn grilled burger. It's a lie. It's a, it's a hazard because it's going to cause a fire that will do mm-hmm. terrible things. It is dangerous. It is... Uh, Inefficient. It's... it's, it's <laughs> We can find some way it's racist, I'm sure. <laughs> no, the grilled burger sucks. The griddle all the way. You don't read this conversation. You never have this conversation. 
<laughs> so do you think a burger should not be qualified as a summer food? Yeah. Right? It's a it's a year-long food. Why is it now burger season? Yeah. It's not burger season. I eat burgers year-round. It's it's definitively grilling season, but it's not burger season. It's time so you can you can grill things it's, now. It's hot, what are you it's what are you about? inhaling it's, through it's your teeth? It's grilling season. It's, it's grilling season, not fucking burger season. It's burger season though. Why? Oh, because because McDonald's only does business in the summer. No, but like <laughs> when you when do you have a burger? Because In and Out is waiting all over. year for the summer solstice <laughs> so they can so finally confident. make money. Like, what are you talking about? It's all year is burger season. That's fair, but like as far as making it at your house or like in the context that we're discussing, right? It's like burger season is about right now, right? Like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, you know, like. No, but this it's a lot like when we were talking about, maybe we never made it onto a pod, but it's like, it's the same thing as Easter foods, right? Why do we eat? Why do we eat these things on Easter? So I'm thinking, what is actually a good grilled food? I mean, Koreans have the grill. Most of the Middle Eastern foods own the grill. They own it. Turkey, crushed. I mean, everything's delicious as a kebab. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Australians grill a lot, but it's also not grilled. Right, it's more of kebabs and skewers, but they also put a griddle on a lot. Mm-hmm. But Americans, I think, pride themselves on great grilling. Yes, but it's mostly yeah. But what food is actually good on the grill? Right, steaks, marinated meats, kebabs, vegetables are terrible on the grill. They just are because they always fall through the cracks. And unless you're Echibari and you have one of those self-designed. Uh, you know, pans that have holes perforated right. throughout where it's right. getting the embers and stuff, right? That's the only kind of place where you can do that kind of cooking, mm-hmm. where it makes sense. You're a fire door in Australia or a Chibari mm-hmm. or some of the Basque region, you know, grilling kinds of places. Yeah. This is like, uh, I, I agree with you because I think that <laughs> every year, people at home will, have, will know this for sure. Let's have some grilled asparagus. You know what your, your yield percentage is on trying to grill asparagus? 3%. You put vegetables Three on a grill. 300 spears will make you're it You're basically making charcoal. It's just, yeah. It's just, you try to grill, a, you try to grill individual vegetables and it's like uh, storming the beaches of Normandy. Like, there's a very <laughs> low survival rate for these So let's go over vegetables. vegetables that are good grilled. Corn. Squash and zucchini, but they have to be cut a specific way. Mm-hmm. They can still fall through the grill. Somehow, they fall through the grill. Yes. Corn is clearly the only champion. Mm-hmm. It is the one ring to rule them all. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else. Well, the other reason why, even if you, you're saying, oh, we just chop them bigger, you just chop them bigger so they don't fall through. <laughs> grilling 300 pieces of a vegetable and trying to manage that is impossible. Not grilling carrots. Mm-mm. No. Potatoes out. I mean, corn is really it. Corn is the, corn is the champion. Let's see. Yeah, you can do your summer squashes, I guess, on there. Um, Eggplant, squash, mushrooms. mushrooms fall through the crack. It's like those big portobello cats. Absolutely not. No? I, I, I hate, I hate the grilled portobello <laughs> mushroom. You know, there was a period in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, where I felt, so, I felt so bad for vegetarians because they were being, everywhere you went to have a burger, they were be get, being given a portobello mushroom burger. And I was I felt extreme sympathy for these people that they were being given this thing. You like it. I, you I like monster. It. No, I think about like um like the rabata like mushrooms also, like where they grill it over. So like when I, No, that's not my favorite part of rabata yaki. Uh, I get but I, it, 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 solution wise, skewered vegetables maybe. Um again, outside of restaurants that do open grill cooking, right? Um, ember cooking, whatever. <laughs> Outside of those, right? I think grilling is not is only meant for hunks of meat and corn. <laughs> when you said grilling is only for hunks, you were just gonna say it's only for really handsome guys, <laughs> the only ones who can pull this shit off, man. That's it. Yeah, I can't think of any other vegetable. Uh, grilled pizza is delicious. Yes, sure. I, you know, there's not, there's not vegetable. I'm just re- re- running through all of the things in the grocery store. No, none of them are better. Not that's not to say you shouldn't eat vegetables in the summertime or a part of a cookout, but grilling them doesn't necessarily. Make and them here's the other thing: when you grill a burger, you, if you put an onion on it, it's going to fall through the cracks, no matter what. Especially as it wilts. No sliced onion has ever made any kind of <laughs> actual final plate 
if you put it on the grill. For sure. It's it true. makes a really nice incense oniony smell. Yeah. <laughs> Grilled over and onion like, embers. Onions almost never. It's like a quarter of the onions. It's it's right. it's like one of those sea creatures that lay millions and millions and millions of eggs, but only like two of them survive. <laughs> I also think you run into the same problem with a burger in terms of the the flavor of the grill being imparted. You know, you need some kind of fat. Like that's why meat does well on the on the grill. But if you just coat your vegetables in oil, mostly what you're gonna taste is burnt oil. You know, or just char. So I, I'm I'm making my position very clear. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of uh the grilled burger. I don't anticipate to be invited to any asadas or um backyard barbecues or grillings. So that's okay. And when I whip out my grill and I have a beautiful Heston grill that I keep spotless and it's the only time I've like, I clean that thing because it looks so nice. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've ever maintained a grill. But it's never going to have a burger. It's never touched. A burger's never touched that <laughs> thing. Ever. It's great for chicken. Chicken thighs. Right? Spatchcock chicken. Grilled T-bones. chicken. Ooh. Grilled chicken, something Pork. else. Goddamn, grilled chicken's good. Lamb chops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seafood, langoustines, mm-hmm. you name it. No burgers. Hell no burgers. Burgers. Yeah. It's garbage. You know what other vegetable I don't care about? Grilled, like, bell pepper. I wish I would never have to eat one of those I was about again. to ask about that, yeah. What about peppers and what about tomatoes? You know, like... Why would you... I, I, that's the one thing. I, whenever I go to um, get a kebab and I have that grilled tomato, I'm always like, you take it. <laughs> yeah. It just goes uneaten, man. Haters. I mix that up with the rice. You know, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Man, you guys are terrible. No. I don't want to bite into that. <laughs> you don't have to bite into it. Just rip it open and just kind of mix it in. I don't want to make my rice wet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll take a break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Speaking of burgers, what doesn't belong on a hamburger? Ooh, interesting question. What... And, and that doesn't even just be a topic. The bun, starting with the bun. Well, for many years, no other country but America could figure out what to put a burger on. For some reason, you would go to every other country and you would get the burger on some kind of bread that did not make any sense. Crunchy, crusty bread, absolutely not. Ciabatta, absolutely not. Ooh, I'm okay. out. I'm out on that. Okay. Soft, squishy bun only for me. Some kind of potato roll. Yeah. The generic one you get at the supermarket doesn't work. It never really works for me. Mm-hmm. But those are all passable and I'll eat them on a squishy bun. Mm-hmm. It's fine. This is where it's this is where it doesn't work. If somebody gives me some brioche laminated fucking bun out. Brioche roll, no. Brioche is too too much butter, man. Too much butter. Un unneeded. You don't need it. Yeah. And I don't say that in like a way like you don't need it. It's like it makes it worse. It's it's a it's another marketing lie. The brioche bun is the hallmark of the fancy burger. Yes, it's okay on a fancy burger, I guess. But when you put a brioche bun with a regular smash burger, no, no, no. 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 I think that, and then the brioche that you're buying at the store, I think this is all wrong. The crumb is all it's all weird and dry and and crumbly. I think it's the wrong texture. I don't know that brioche generally, I mean, for me, maybe you think it works better at a fancy restaurant. I don't think it works ever. I think it's it's the wrong texture. 
I will say that if I showed up to a backyard barbecue grilling thing and I see the burger, the only bread of choice is a pretzel burger, pretzel <laughs> bun, I'm leaving. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to burn their house down. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, fucking you pretzel buns. You should just leave because you see a pretzel burger quite a bit. Particularly yeah. if you go to like a local sports bar type of thing. Or yeah. when we were in Atlanta filming. Yeah, the pretzel bun is the new thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, sure. The we got the burger bun. and you get a pretzel bun. I think that... uh I'm I'm fucking way out on the ramen burger. Not absolutely not for anything me. that's a noodle. Absolutely ramen not. burger. I hated it then, <laughs> and I hated it now. <laughs> absolutely not. Or I never like moss burger in Asia, and with that's the rice, the rice bun. That's out, straight absolutely out. Not. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. I will tell you though, flying back on Air China, I had a great burger. On what kind of bread? On like the steamed bread? I don't even know. It was just steamed, moist, and delicious. <laughs> I think steamed. I think steamed bread would be good. Like the 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 sort of um, obviously King's Hawaiian. Um, really? Yeah, King's Hawaiian, delicious. That's Oof. what the burgers at uh, Moon Palace were on. That's right. Very King's very Hawaiian. delicious. Very very good. Um, no, I think that I think that this is this is what what squishy white bread is for. What are you looking for? Are you looking for? I'm looking burger? for my burger. <laughs> Uh, while well, you're looking for that, I think, what about toppings? What are your, what are your, what's your go-to? It was a go-to? cheese beef burger. What's a cheese beef burger? Again, I don't know, but it was, it was legitimately, I'm so mad I don't have a photo of it. It was delicious. I had two. <laughs> can I just, I mean, can I be honest You know what? I, I ordered from two different, um, attendants to not think that I had the same one. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you're putting your, your, you're being vulnerable about this because if I'm being honest... I've had some pretty, I think plain, some, whatever happens on an airplane, they make pretty decent hamburgers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in those, in those steamy microwave systems, but like they're pretty good on, on airplanes. That's my, my opinion of it. Uh, what is your, so what is your, what are the no-go toppings? My ideal burger construction is, is meat, cheese, Onion, mayonnaise, ketchup. Again, hamburger is the only time I'll have ketchup. Hamburger is also the only time I'll have mayonnaise. Maybe it's the only time you'll have mayonnaise. I'm not mayonnaise. Uh, mustard, a little bit. Oh, a little mustard. A little. If mustard. it's on there, I'll 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 do it. If there's but a it's gotta have, have ketchup. I'm just not a plain mustard dude. Um, but I want it simple. I want mine simple. I want just cheese. If there's going to be any topping, it's cheese and then bacon and a pickle. Crispy bacon or chewy bacon? Got to be crispy. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm okay. Like, the older I get, the more I'm like sans bacon. I don't need it. I think I'm usually, I think I'm, I'm a sans bacon guy. I'm a no, I'm a hard line, no barbecue sauce on my fucking burger guy. I'm a hard line, no onion rings on my burger guy. I'm a hard line, no. No egg. No egg. And you know what? No avocado of any form. Yeah, wow. I agree. I agree. Okay, I agree. We're, 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 we're right, in the right. same. Okay. And listen, I know there are places that do the whole egg thing on the burger. It's just an Instagram thing. It's just for Instagram. It just makes it sloppy and messy and impossible to eat. But avocado is like, oh, let me make this building out of bricks and, and mortar. And uh, in between each layer, let me just put uh, some jello. Just let me let me undermine the entire. I don't want avocado. I don't want salsa. The only tomato product that's hitting it is tomato uh, is a um, a hot house tomato that's mealy. Yeah, I'm with it. If if I decide to go with a salad burger, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want onion on mine unless it's griddled. 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 Yeah, I like a raw onion on mine. Yeah. What are you at? I'm a raw onion. Got to be thin. It's got to be thin. Yeah, you know what else I'm a fan of. The tiny micro onions on a McDonald's cheeseburger. Oh, shit. Those, <laughs> Those little flavor Those crystals. Basically dehydrated <laughs> onion just sprinkled right on there. It's very good. No, I, I like mine pure, you yeah. know? Not a lot. What about lettuce? Again, you're getting the BLT territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, again, this is a big debate where I think we should take a break and get into 
the salad burger debate or not. All right. We made it clear that people should only eat burgers with the minimum amount of condiments <laughs> and that we are all in agreement here that no one will ever eat a burger with avocados, yep. guacamole, and we don't even have to talk about beetroot. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to go there, Australia. <laughs> we don't have to go there, Australia. Beetroot. Beetroot. Bacon. Back bacon. Ugh. Back bacon is it's a Canadian bacon. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. I'm glad we've all moved on past these things as a society. Right? We can all agree. Their burger is holding that burger is holding thing. You guys are bearing you guys are avocado like erasure here going on. Like I'm a big avocados on my burger guy. I'm a no blue cheese guy. Okay. That's fair. I'm really just strictly give me American cheese. That's it. Yeah. American cheese only. You know, what is your burger order? Tell me your, paint us a picture of your ideal burger right now. Oh, dude, it's a bacon cheeseburger, uh, American or, no, just American, actually. Are you a Gouda dude? dude. (laughs) I'm not the Gouda guy. Oh, my God. Do you bring your own Gouda from home? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, a bacon cheeseburger with avocado on it. Yeah. With, it's just so damn good. It's really not. Uh, You guys are just being haters. Like, this is, the avocado (laughs) is just, takes it to another level. It's very rich. Very nice, oh, that's smooth. Insane, man. I'm a <coughs> people think they need it. All right, what about the salad burger? All right, here we go. I want to know why. If a hamburger is called a hamburger because it's just got again, that's even another question. Why is it not called a beef burger? Why is it a hamburger? Before anybody complains, yeah, 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 the Earl of whatever, 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 right? There's no, there's a hamburg steak. That's the, that's the history. Yeah, it's hamburger, hamburg steak. But still, okay, we'll leave that aside. Cheeseburger, you drop the ham. <laughs> right? I'm just saying, you drop the ham. You will understand that logic. I'm just saying, this is how I think. Okay. Cheeseburger. No more. No more. No more hamburger. No more, no more just, just, It is what it is. It's cheeseburger. Right. Okay. Right? Yeah, I see what you're going. <sighs> if I start adding lettuce, onions, and tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Do I call that a salad burger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Should it be a salad burger? Should it be tomato burger? I see where you're going. Because now whatever you're, it's almost the primary like, topping. It's almost is supposed like, to be the, it's uh, the prefix. you know paper rock scissors. Like it's the paper that now covering the uh-huh. rock that now is on the dominant takes precedence. Hand. I got you. Okay. So whatever's on top now is lays claim to I, the burger. I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. So a salad burger would be one with essentially a like salad all, all, on top. Oh, yeah. All the things, which is basically what it is. Lettuce, onions, tomato, it's croutons. A it's a <laughs> salad. Croutons. Well, the yeah, bread, bread is the crouton. crouton. Oh, my God. Baked mitts, it's a crouton. You got cheese. You got everything you need. And you have a vinaigrette emulsion with the, ma- the ketchup. You're really eating a salad. Yeah. Okay? Right. So uh, <laughs> special sauce is a, is a salad dressing. It is a salad. So why don't we I mean, call it a salad burger? Literally, sometimes it's Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. Literally, yeah. sometimes it's Why don't it's you call it a salad dressing. burger? I, I mean, I guess we could. <laughs> because nobody would order it, I guess. <laughs> I like that answer. A salad burger. Are you suggesting that it should just be renamed? Or are you suggesting it should be abolished? I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, this is how I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's not... why. Um, you know, why don't we call it a bacon burger? Because what? People assume that people think that lettuce, tomato, onion are inherently part of a burger, part of the burger's construction. I mean, who who puts that stuff on their burger when it's on the when it's there? And I'm old enough to remember when the McDLT, which was two side, one cold, one hot, you put it together. Excuse me? Oh yeah, you're too young. The McDLT? The McDonald's used to have a burger that came in two separate boxes, styrofoam boxes. One side was the hot burger, the bottom side. Oh, and then you would close it on each other. I think I caught the tail end of this one. I'm just saying, you're basically putting a salad on your burger. When I have a salad, do I put a hamburger on my salad? Yes. Sometimes. (laughs) It's called a cop salad. (laughs) A chicken Caesar salad. Right. But the burger doesn't, it doesn't become a burger salad. Burger salad. A ham salad. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, wait, what's going it's through your head? It's a fucking normal ass burger. Like, I think this might be a. No. I grew up in California. No. So did I. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think this is an example of people just 
following along as because they think they should. Oh, lettuce, tomato, onion, hit to go on here. It's all marketing again. You don't have to use those things. I think lettuce and tomato are optional. Purely optional. When's the last invention that have happened that has happened to burgers as a whole? True invention. True invention? The actual physical burger. Uh, I don't in, know. In my opinion, it's protein style, wrapping it in. Ah, oh, yes, in lettuce. The the iceberg, the which is which is an in and out specific thing, but also you can get it elsewhere. I know. It's Are you a very, fan? It's a it's a monumental moment when that happened. Are you a fan? Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I just wanted to state. It's been how many years has that been around? Protein style, 25, 30 years? Probably when Atkins, Dr. Atkins was around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm predicting. My, this is my bet. Because we've taken hamburger to the, the speed limit, right? Mach 10. Cannot go any faster. To the event horizon. What is going to change? We've all, we already changed the <clears throat> burger itself. Turkey burger, chicken burger, pork burger. Pork burgers are delicious. I know. I know. So good. On, stay yeah. on topic. But more pork burgers. Everything's please. changed. Toppings have changed. The only thing that really hasn't changed is the bread itself. Mm-hmm. And whoever created the patty melt, genius. Mm-hmm. It's delicious on rye bread. Woo. Agree. I prefer, prefer patty melt over a hamburger any day. Really. You just, if you don't disagree, you just haven't had a good one. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're going to see new variations of bun, and I don't know how I feel about that. I'm I'm saying that I'm agreeing with the you. The bun doesn't; it's not structurally sound enough for burger. Yes, I think that. That's, I, I, that's I'm not the, eating my shit on focaccia, man. No focaccia or ciabatta. <laughs> no ciabatta. No, because first of all, it doesn't. We talk about this all the time. It doesn't eat right. If the if the last thing if you're chewed everything the last thing you're still chewing is the crust of your bread like that is a poor choice of bread. I don't think that the ramen burger is an invention or an innovation. Mm-hmm. I think that is an abomination and an accident. I think that the lettuce was interesting. But what are you saying? Are you saying a different type of starchy outside, or are you thinking an innovation entirely beyond bread? I don't know. But we got we to gotta hold it together somehow, some other way. Could be a wrap. Mm. You know? Yeah. Could be lavash. <laughs> right. A Seriously. Roll, a burger roll-up. Yeah, sure. If there's sriracha and a hamburger, mm-hmm. then anything's gay. Mm-hmm. I'm also hardline no sriracha on hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the salad burger is delicious, though. I think that it's... We've taken the verticality of a hamburger to the limit. It can no longer grow any higher. There's what else can you put on it? Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Everything you can put on a hamburger, you've put on a hamburger. Yes, I agree. Is there, can you come up with any ingredients that we haven't put on a hamburger? Because this is where this is legitimately how the problem of AI, right? If I'm a chatbot, I'm like, okay, these are all the permutations. I'm looking at everything that's ever been written about hamburgers, and these are all of the potential iterations of a burger. Yeah. Maybe they'll come up with three to four to five that haven't been done that are legitimately good. Mm-hmm. Can you think of one that we're missing? A topping? Yeah. No. But like you can say, I think this is my, my wife and I used to play this game where anything, any name you can come up for any combination of words with the word pizza in it is an existing pizza restaurant. <laughs> and it's the same thing here for burger. You could Google probably anything. Mapo Tofu Burger, I'm 100% sure, is, has been tried. Yeah. Burger with a quesadilla inside okay, of it. So it just shows you when, you, when you're just trying things out, it means we've reached peak peak burger topping. So what is a, what is a uh, burger growing so horizontally This is, this is like? what I wanted to give you as an analogy. And by the way, uh, we're going to have to talk a little bit about the person that created Protein Style. All right. Uh-huh. We got to table that for another conversation. Because they're, they're in the Hall of Fame. Okay. So, bear with me here. I feel like in, the, I'm going to make an analogy to skateboarding. Skateboarding, verticality was all the rage with Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really sort of reached the limit. You can't go any higher even on X Games. What are you going to do? In my opinion, the past few years, skateboarding has been all about the street. It's all about interacting with your environment, uh, your own style. And maybe I was smoking pot and I came up with this idea. Mm -hmm. So it, it got me thinking that the burger's not going away. It is going to be the food of choice the world over where everyone can sort of agree it's delicious. But what you're going to see is the new iteration of a burger. And I want to, I'm saying it right now, this is my boldest prediction of all time. Hmm. Of all time. Taking a cue from street skating, I, I, I know it in my bones. The burger is about to enter a whole new phase. I don't. I have no idea what you're gonna say. You're fucking up the Instagram post, Chris. <laughs> burger is about to enter a whole new phase, and all burgers, the new rage, the new fucking things that's gonna take over your Instagram feed, your TikTok feed. It's gonna take over all the commercials you watch. You're gonna see some Arby's burger or Carl's Jr. or whatever, and it's gonna be somebody taking a burger and dipping it in something. <laughs> It's going to be a dip, a burger dip. Yeah. We, we fucked around with this when we had Wyo before the pandemic. We did a French dip burger. Yeah, I remember. Burger, and you dipped it in jus. And I was thinking, every place has their own sauce, mm. right? Mm. Everyone lays claim to their own, like, unique style sauce. So oh, my I, God. So, like, what's going to happen is you're going to have, like a like a chicken McNugget sweet and sour package, it's now going to be like a uh, Jello cup, right? It's going to be you're going to get a basket of sliders with three different sauces to yes. turn into, I and it's going to be a dip dip, and it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> That's gonna be and I just great. predicted the future, yeah, and it's going to happen. And the reason I'm predicting it and telling everybody there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way for me to monetize this. We're all headed toward the burger singularity and there's no I way I can out. do this. I can try to trademark it and guess what? I'm going to get fucking ripped off. And, yeah. Oh, for sure this is going to be a thing. For you sure. See, it's now that like, you see it. I dip it in queso. I dip is it in Is there anything bra, else? No, it's not going to be focaccia. You're not going to put in a fucking wrap, right? You, there's certain frames. I'm trying, just trying to think like an AI here right yeah what is the next iteration it has to go out outside of itself there's no more verticality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm using verticality like this is a chart like dead poets society <laughs> good poem is on a x and y graph <laughs> and i i think like you're gonna have probably it's gonna be some sauces right you're definitely gonna have ranch 100 percent. you're gonna have ranch cheese sauce you're gonna have a cheese sauce you're gonna have depending on who and where, you're going to have some kind of beef sauce. Mm-hmm. Chicago can have their Italian beef sauce. You can have a, a, a Pittsburgh rack mm-hmm, sauce. Mm-hmm, you're going to have the mm-hmm. local sauce, right? Baltimore, you're going to have the, they have the beef, but you're mm-hmm. also going to have like maybe with old, but you're going to have your ability to season your beefy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And however you want, but you're definitely going to have very few people in the future. I think will eat a burger. Without a dipper. This is going to get gross. Yeah. It's I'm, gonna, I'm excited. This is going to get gross. I'm excited. It's just going to be like, I just peeked your, into the future. Your butter chicken sauce and your marinara's. Oh, it's all going to happen. No, he's, a, I, I'm seeing it all now. This is 100% going to happen. I, where else are you going to go? You got to dip the burger in something. I already dip a burger in a sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. It's delicious. I don't anymore. You what? Yeah. Do you don't you don't you don't dip a burger in sweet and sour sometimes? Into the McDonald's sweet yeah. and sour? Have you ever tried it? Wow. Wow. It's like it's like somebody coming into my house and being like, hey, you know you have that painting upside down, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not the right way to look at that painting. Wow. You've never done that? Maybe like you never dipped it in the buttermilk ranch too? Maybe inadvertently. I dip mine into ketchup. Yeah, but why hold yourself back to just ketchup? The whole world is at your disposal now. I got there. I just unlocked so a new like, level. You know, it's like, why would I why would I limit myself to just what's on the burger itself? I can I can choose the dip. So now you're going to have, I know it. I fucking know it. With I just see it as clear as day. Our kids growing up will only have burgers with dips. <laughs> 
There we you're like this is the moment. Yeah. The dips burger. I can't see a future without a dip burger. Yeah. It's like God told me to get two a pair of every animal and put them in a fucking big boat. <laughs> no, I mean I, I at this at the exact moment right now what I'm thinking about is I think if you sit and you sort of think too much about AI and where it's all headed, like you can really send yourself into a, a dark spiral of of the singularity. As I sit here thinking about this inevitable future, you know, really, people talk about AI right now and say it's inevitable that we're headed in this direction. As I think about the dipped burger, I am just picturing this post-apocalyptic wasteland of just so many that this is it. There's no getting out of this system now, and people are just going to dip it in everything. We, I, I, I just ripped open Pandora's box. I can see. I just want the fucking credit. I can see. On a. Uh, yes. Okay, now here's May the, wait, 18th wait, wait. at the 422, I declared that the world is now burger I can already see this stupid, like in my Instagram feed, just. Uh, you can buy a white chocolate dip for your burger, and yes, it's delicious. Like this Man, is exactly the David Chang called it. Yeah, exactly. No, that's I not just gonna, want that's that's gonna never show up. That will never show up in the feed. I called it. It's gonna be the case, and I just want you know to give me the recognition for calling it as it's going to happen. Can you see a world without it? No. Right. No. It's one of the things too, where it's just as I think it about it right now, I would think to myself, it "Has to fucking happen." Why is why doesn't my burger have a dip right now? It's bullshit. It's gonna be so good. It's bullshit. You already how many things you dip in? People already dip their grilled cheese in a tomato. It's the only reason to have tomato soup is with the grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. People love French dip. Wow! So the burger is just gonna become the it's just gonna become the vehicle for dip. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is look at the pattern, right? I'm telling you, this is why studying religion was helpful. What what has taken over all food media people that pretend that they're now like super diverse? Sauces. Birria tacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do motherfuckers up. dip in that shit? Yeah. It's a taco that you dip in. Delicious soup. Wow. So came in. One of the great inventions. Yeah. You dip. Now it's everywhere and people don't even know where the fucking came from. Taishokin, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. I know. Omori. You know, people want the dip. You go to yogurt, you see the yogurt. People want the that that Chobani dip shit. <laughs> What's the Chobani dip shit? Po- pokey sticks. You can dip that stuff too. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. wants the dip. And I'm telling you, it gives people, this is why it's so like this decade. It's, it gives you the choice to distinguish yourself from your friends that are eating the same thing. It's an illusion of choice. Mm-hmm. That is ultimately one of the most powerful reasons why it's going to fucking definitely happen. We're all sitting down eating burgers. Oh, you like it with fucking, we all got a cheeseburger. You got it with ranch. Oh, I'm going with my special, which is the fucking super spicy, you know, ghost pepper, whatever. And, you know, oh, I'm doing like a, a dip. And this goes to my theory that the reason why Hyannese chicken, besides it being delicious, but why it's such a cultural artifact for many people in, mm. in Southeast Asia is because everybody customizes can it. Customize. Everyone's eating the same thing, but they're like, oh, I put mine in dark soil. I make a little concoction. It's also one of the reasons why I think hot pot in general, having had so much hot pot in Taiwan, mm-hmm. is such a unique thing that is also a shared experience. We're all having the shared experience. We're all eating the same thing. But mine might taste better than yours because you don't know how to make the right sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what people are you might have a burger bar like Fuddruckers or whatever, but now instead of just a condiment section, you're going to have a dipping section. It's one of the reasons why Hot Pot is such a fucking viable business is because people love to customize the thing that you can't technically customize. So now people will be able to customize their own dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, fast food nation, you owe me some fucking money. <laughs> Except for you know, argued against copywriting food ideas. Oh Thanks a God. lot, dude. Thanks a lot. But can you actually legitimately not see this? No, it's gonna be it's gonna be do the dip. What do you guys think? For real, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's do do the Corey? dip. It. What's stopping anyone from doing this right now? Right. <laughs> 
No. Are you kidding me? Isn't this like the most obvious thing that isn't happening right now? It is. It's crazy. And that's why I feel like I just somehow peered into the future. <laughs> and it came back and be like, what the fuck? How is this not happening? Yeah. Which the- is why I want the dip to be called the Chang. <laughs> <laughs> the things that will never happen. We'll no. take a break. All right, guys. Um, remember to start dipping your burger and to footnote me as the creator for the dip burger. <laughs> Dave's dip. Do the Dave. The double dip. Um, uh, no, we got one more order of business before we get out of here. Oh, yeah. You promised something to us. I did so context, context, context. Of course context. I fucking lost. Big contest, fucking context, deal. context, context here. <laughs> it was a few episodes ago. Was we like to play. We do how to menu where we look at a menu and decide on an order. We did hat yai in Portland. If you didn't listen to it, go back. What, what was the date on that? You know? Uh, April 27th. Go back and listen to the April 27th episode. But, you know, did you reach out or they reach out to you? I reached out to them and they got back to me. Uh, the owners, Ellen O'Quai and Earl Ninsom. Uh, and they let me know who was the winner of the How to Menu that day. Very subjective. Why are you giving up now? I think you won. No. Why are you giving up? All right. I'll read the response verbatim real quick. Okay. Uh, this is from Hat Yai. It's tough. Dave has the cow yum rice salad, which is a famous Southern I Thai won't. dish. You may not easily find an oxtail soup is so special. He's missing spicy, though. Brisket curry is great for some I'm missing spicy. I can add spicy sauce. <laughs> That's what the dip is all about. Did you not listen to the whole last segment? Fuckers. <laughs> Both missed out on the popular quagling, the Southern Thai ground pork. Uh, Dave wins by a narrow margin. No! Like unique Southern no! Thai face. What? Alan and Earl. This is bullshit. I, as I expected. I'm fucking... As I expected. Where's my, where's my Viking hat? Where's my fucking I Viking expected, hat? I won bigly. <laughs> Thank you, Hot Yai. Thank you for recognizing. Fuck you, Hot Yai. Fuck you guys, man. <laughs> no, don't say that. I spent so much money on this theoretical <laughs> meal. I ordered six roti for four people. Come on. I won because of taste. No way, man. Dominion voting systems. It's all your fault. There's no way. This is how, Dude, this you, how, want, you want this to happen? I want people to see your this fucking is how phone and your super villains messages. are made. <laughs> By dipping your burger in something delicious. All right. Give us five stars legitimately. Go on Spotify. Press five stars. And go on Apple iTunes. Give us five stars. All right.